Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Trent Sport Pod. Today I'll be joined by Sarah Spooner, our, one of our Year 13 leavers. She's the first 11 girls hockey captain. She's been at the school for a long, long time since joining in the Elms. Uh, she's a very mature, engaging young lady uh, with a really positive story to tell. I do hope you enjoy listening to her uh, experiences, her learnings um, and things she's developed over time playing high level hockey, high level sport but obviously she's uh, engaged in the academic programme uh, to a very high level as well. Sarah Spooner, how are you? Good, thank you. So Sarah and I have just done a workout with Miss Farron. How did you find it, Sarah? Uh, it was quite challenging. What was tricky? <laughs> um, good fun. I don't like commandos. So the way you're in a plank um, and you've got to go up and down on your elbows. Yeah, it was pretty hard that one, to be fair. The whole thing was was tough. So how are you doing anyway? How's lockdown treating you? Um, yeah, not too bad. I've come to stay with my aunt and uncle um, on the Welsh border okay. um, for lockdown. So loving the countryside. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, but still getting used to the view of sheep in the morning on a field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining us today, Sarah. So Sarah is a year 13 leaver at Trent College, and she's with us today to talk about her experiences of sport at Trent, uh, building resilience, uh, being ambitious with her sport, being uh, balancing her time with school work and all the sporting commitments that go alongside that and um, she's going to share with us share with us her insights today so talk us through your journey to Trent College uh, Sarah because you were at the Elms weren't you yeah so I joined the Elms in year five um, but then before that I was at a school called Wellow House okay. um, this is near Rufford in Nottinghamshire um, and that's sort of where I started playing hockey uh, at the end of year two uh, which is the sport um, I play to a high level now yeah um, so, yeah, I remember playing on grass and it had a little wooden stick um, and football boots with studs on. So very different. And what got you into hockey? Was that just because the school played it? Yeah. So we played netball and rounders as well. Um, so I, I've always loved sport, but there was just something about playing hockey that I just loved that little bit more. Um, so I remember coming off the hockey pitch after a game and my mum had been watching me and I was just so happy and excited about playing it so I joined a local club okay um it was really different because that was on AstroTurf so um and yes that's where I started playing hockey and then on to so you joined the Elms yep so I joined the Elms in year five um so we're commuting every day from where we lived so I still played at North Knox and um we had a coach Mrs Honnemond and I think her two girls um were first team players at Trent as well um, and she was really really passionate and loved our team and I'll always remember her saying this team in the future will go on to win nationals. Did she um, say that did she? Yeah so we made nationals in year six I think it was IAPS. Yes that's right. Um, yeah so she was an amazing coach very passionate absolutely loved our team and last year we went and won it. Yeah so. there you go it was written in the stars. Yeah. Um, so you're on to Trent College then, and you've been at Trent for seven years, and you've enjoyed it? Yes. Absolutely loved it. It's been incredible and really sad that we've left the way we have. So what, so what are you doing with your time? How are you filling it? So I'm doing a lot of fitness. Yeah, good. Well done. At the minute. So here, the area at the minute is very hilly. So it's been a massive shock to me going from a flat hockey pitch or flat roads to run on yeah I can imagine to now going 
um, up and down hills, but I can, it's a massive difference to my fitness. It's made a massive difference and I'm feeling much better. So for me, it's been really important to just keep up with my fitness throughout this process. Yeah. So when we do eventually go back to hockey, I can compete at the level that I need to. Because hopefully, I mean, it, we're sort of hopefully coming out of lockdown. Fingers crossed hockey will be one of the first ones to come back. Yeah. With the distancing. Hopefully. Uh, Sorry, Sarah. Did you see that? Did you hear that? Sorry, I lost. Yeah, you. my phone was going. Apologies. Um, the what's the? So you've obviously been part of the sports program for uh, seven years, and you've been a major part of it. What's the purpose of school sport? What's the benefits that it's given you? What have you learned from it? So, of course, there are mental benefits of playing sport. For me, in particular, um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So, in sixth form, the workload massively increases. Right and there's increased stress levels so just having a bit of a run around the hockey pitch or going to the gym um just allows you to release and forget about all your worries so you're ready to go back to work and start again but I just don't think there's anything better than spending time with your mates on the team and I think this year we've been a very close hockey team that's the first team we all yeah and we all had really high expectations of each other so for example we put in put effort into training sessions turning up on time and we warmed up as a team everything we did was a team so we had short corner focuses uh, gameplay uh, training sessions so we just had these benchmarks that we wanted to set from the start of the season and get to outdoor nationals again and do better than we did last year so I think that's really important for me school sport is just building those relationships on and off the pitch as a team yeah do, do you know the um it's interesting you talk about teamwork because obviously you're the captain of the team aren't you so what's yeah. the difference do you find being a leader and being part of the team do you find that tricky to balance or how do you manage that process? Uh, no, I do. Yeah, I do. Because I think as a leader, you have certain expectations of yourself and you know that you have other players relying on you to set the benchmarks and set the standards for everyone. So, so give me an example having, of how you might do that, Sarah. So if I'm a year seven girl listening to this or a year seven boy, what would I, and I wanted yeah, to be a captain, so, what would I need to do? So I think it's about understanding all of the players on your team. So for example, someone might take bad days at school quite badly um you know they might be struggling so it's about understanding that they react in those ways and knowing how to big them up a bit and get them involved in the team give them a little smile on the face you know I think it's about understanding everyone's role within the team and how everyone fits in so you know how to cheer everyone up and bring everyone together and it's that gel that makes us play so well so do you make the effort to get to know people a bit better do you think as a leader yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's been so lovely that a lot of the year 13 girls that I played alongside, I've been playing with since year five or year seven. Wow. So I've developed those relationships with them and got to know them every season that we've been playing together. So that's been really nice. And sort of having that understanding of what they're like as people, does that help on the pitch? Yeah, you I think some people want really constructive criticism and want you to be harsh with them because it makes them play better. Whereas other people, if you know you were quite harsh with them with your feedback, they wouldn't take it as well and it would affect them for the rest of the game. Right. So it's just about understanding everyone. And getting that balance. 
Absolutely. So what about influences then? We like, I like to find out what's happened, uh, who's been a positive influence on you as you've grown up and, and why you've got the character, parts of the characters that you've got. So you've spoken about your PE teacher at the Elms. I would imagine Mr Wood and Mr Randall have had an impact. Absolutely. Yeah, they've both been incredible in my journey. So Mr Wood's been my coach for seven years now, both in school um, in the regional hockey setup that I was involved with and at Beeston. So I've gained so much knowledge and wisdom from him over the years. And I think the biggest thing for me is that he just loves letting people play their game, right. giving them the freedom to run around with the ball or score ridiculous goals when you could have done something really simple. And he just always encourages you to step outside your comfort zone, which has been so important for me to sort of regain and rebuild my confidence in my ability in the game. Because last year I had quite a bad knee injury um so suspected acl and luckily for me it wasn't but um, it was on the verge of the nationals if i remember correctly wasn't it it? yeah it was literally months before outdoor nationals and so i had an mri and had the all clear but i just couldn't run or play at the standard that i was able to or i did before and i think it took me a while to really sit back and appreciate that Mm. and it was only until i was in still in a lot of pain when I was training that I said to my coach at Beeston look I can't I just can't play at this level so I took quite a few weeks out um, and just did light intensity stuff and it, it sort of made me realize how much I love the game yeah and and made me miss it and I had a lot of time to reflect on what I needed to improve so last summer I really really focused on my fitness and physicality I think that's been huge for me this year in terms of my progression so that you maximized that break did you would you say you utilized that time well and I think Mr Wood just giving me the freedom to play how I play on the pitch and it I've been able to realize my strengths and actually make them better and play to them more in you know games in school and outside of school um you know he's seen me grow from an under 12 player to a first team player and he's been all the regional and national tournaments that I've ever been to so he's been a huge part of my journey and growth as a player and it's not even just on the pitch he we have so many conversations off the pitch so if anyone who knows me knows that I'm a massive hockey geek Um, so we spend loads of time off the pitch you know he'll show me some videos of some insane bit of play on the pitch from Belgian German players he loves talking to me about the international players that he gets to coach at Beeston and um, he likes to talk about his garden that he's got a passion for right. as well. So, you know, we, we've had some good times together over the years, yeah. And what about, um, so you play, uh, you're in the first team squad at Beeston, which yeah. is a National League hockey club. Um, yeah. There must be some powerful role models in, the, models in there. What do you learn from those people that are playing in the first team at Beeston and at that level? I think it's just about, having confidence to play to know that you're there you belong yeah um so this has been a massive thing for me over the years so my dream from when I was really little was to play for England one day Mm -hmm. um and play in the national age group squads and you know I've been to all the high pack tournaments and futures cup tournaments which is like the step below the England squads I never progressed further and I think a huge part of that looking back was mentally I just couldn't deal with the pressure 
um I'm a massive perfectionist and I overthink everything so before I receive the ball I would stress out and then I'd mistrap it and then I'd get tackled and you know it was just all of these things in my head that I just didn't have any belief so when I moved to Beeston and was invited to start training with the first team they they have such confidence in themselves and in the team and you are ex- expected to meet their standards and play at their standards and that's been huge for me to so, grow into that squad and think you know actually I am part of this team I deserve to be here and I I've got confidence in myself now so that's so the sort of the culture of the team is if you're training with us you you have to adhere to these behaviors expectations yeah, but by virtue of the fact you're there means you're yeah. good enough to do it and cope with it absolutely absolutely and, that, and that's developed your confidence hugely i mean the first, when i made my premiership debut um last year i just i was an absolute bit before the game i was so <laughs> scared because i wanted to prove to them that i was good enough to be there in a sense and playing national league games now this year you know i rarely do get nervous before a game if it's a big game like for playing a really strong team in the league then i do get slightly nervous but it's completely different to how I was before so but you're a competitor aren't you I can see that in you you know you're you're up for the fight no matter who you're playing yeah yeah exactly and I think all of this reflection that I've done on my own performance has been absolutely vital to so I had a a GB EDP trial this year and it was really successful and GD GB what was that GB ABCD. It's the Elite Development Programme. So okay. It's like the GB under 23 squad. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I, I got an email. I think we were on the way back from cricket pre season um, on the minibus, and I just got this email um, about an EDP trial. And I just thought it was a mistake at first. You know, this can't be true. And my name was on the list, and I still to this day don't know how I got it. So, I think a coach national league coach puts you forward okay for it and then you attend a assessment game so that was in uh, assessment day sorry and that was in february half term and it's with there were 20 other players there and i was the youngest so i saw it as an opportunity to just compare myself to other people around the country see where i was i didn't have any expectations of myself whereas before before that day i would be scrutinizing my performance thinking exactly what I had to do because I just went into that day and just thought you know what it's a day of hockey and I'm just going to enjoy it and it'll be an experience one of the coaches there is was in the 2012 Olympic squad Hannah McLeod okay so the coaches there are so experienced so I just took it on my chin really and just went and had a good day and I think it was with that mindset that I just played so well and because there was no pressure so I got in the car with my mum and just had a smile on my face that that went so well. I couldn't have given any more. And if it's good news, then amazing. But if not, I've had an experience. And luckily, it was really good news. And I was invited back to the full uh, under-23 camp the following weekend. So, Wow. I mean, what an amazing outlook, Sarah, because there's so many lessons you can take from that in terms of actually you can only control your behaviour. You can only control your effort. And it seems as though one of your focuses is just try as hard as you can, try and enjoy it and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and I'm so glad that I've got that mindset now because I can play hockey and actually really enjoy it and not come off the pitch feeling horrible about my performance and being so negative on myself. And has that been, a, um, has that been hard to do? 
changed yeah, that? Yeah, it has. I mean, it's taken me, gosh, seven years of playing, you know, the Futures Cups and everything. It's taken me that long to actually, and almost my injury, really. I think my injury just made me reflect on everything mm. because I think before I got injured, I'd sort of fallen out of love with the game in a sense so when I didn't get selected it was the last time that I could get selected for Futures Cup before I became too old and I didn't get selected and I was absolutely devastated and the following season so the beginning of year 12 I just thought you know what I'm going to play hockey because I like it and I can't make it now I'm too old I'll just play it because I enjoy it but I did I did feel like I lost the love I did have for the game and so actually having that time out from injury enabled me to re-establish myself as a player look at myself and think you know do I want it or do I want to play hockey for fun and I don't think I'd given up yet and so here I am today yeah, cool. um, and my dreams come true so so with the um obviously you've you, you coach your coach at the highest level with, with Beeston you received yeah. good coaching at Trent how do you from the lessons you learned in the Beeston and the international setup, so GB, how do you use those lessons to help the Trent team when you're playing? What sort of things do you, do you bring back? What do you take away from the top level to ingrain into the Trent hockey programme? I think one of the key things for me is staying calm under pressure. So this year we did amazingly well outdoor. Um, getting through to the national semi-final and all of the games leading up to that game that semi-final game there was a lot of pressure and you could feel it within the team because we all wanted it so badly Mm. and the biggest thing that I can take onto the pitch with me is stay calm and Mr Randall always says it he's such a positive person he always says play with a smile on your face stay calm don't worry you know the games are 70 minutes long if the opposition scores, we've still got so long to get back into the game as long as we defend hard and work hard for each other. So for me, staying calm and encouraging the team to stay calm. So if we do go 1-0 down or if the opposition equalise, I always say to the team, you know, take two minutes, let's restart, let's refresh and go for it again and play the hockey that we know. So not letting individuals go off and do a really good piece of skill but then lose the ball at the end of it we play very well as a team we gel very well as a team so let's play the hockey we know and we love and we've been playing for the whole year yeah so do you know i i um i played rugby with a guy who always used to talk about saying uh, just be good at us it doesn't matter what the opposition are just be good at what we are good at and it sounds as though that's the uh, the try the approach you take onto the pitch just be good at being what Trent is good at absolutely yeah because that's what we've been training for we can't do anything else you know so we've got to make the most of the situation by doing us yeah so what um obviously you've been at Trent for seven years you, have you just focused on hockey or have you played other so sports? I did play um, netball and tennis uh, when I was younger in the younger years but I think when hockey started to get more serious for me, so when I was starting to play in the Beast and First team, um, I did take a step back from the other sports. Just because, yeah, just because it was difficult to manage mm. my time uh, between schoolwork and playing hockey. But yeah, I did used to play netball and tennis and 
and I start playing cricket now in the summer term, which I absolutely love. Yeah, um, I can tell. Really nice atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and to, talk me through because obviously you're you're a bright girl, bright cookie. Talk me through how you balance your time between your training, um, your conditioning, your social life, your schoolwork, and the other additional noise that gets surrounded with an eighteen-year-old girl. Um. So I think to start with, I was speaking to my mum, and my mum is so organised she you know she's just incredible with planning every day mums are um, pretty good at that in fact women are pretty good at that yeah so we actually sat down so we looked at all the different hockey that I was playing so club school and then the single system England hockey stuff that was like the regional training sessions and things so she made I think it was an excel document and just every week made different columns for all the different bits of hockey that I had um, when I had games, when I had training sessions. So from there, I could plan around school. So I knew that school started at, well, I needed to be there at half eight in the morning and would get home about four o'clock. And then knowing that I had certain training sessions or certain games, I'd then plan what work I'd do around that. But I think it did take me a while to get into planning my time. So like specifically, and so mum was a massive help with that because I don't think I would have been able to do it on my own because it was very for when you're younger it is very That's tricky yeah I, I can imagine that brings maybe a sense of calm because you sort of know what's happening to you yeah absolutely I mean my mum has just been incredible throughout my whole hockey career and school career um you know she's been a taxi driver essentially for 10 years but um you know she's given up so much of her time she's driven me up and down the country and she's always been there to support me Good. So I think we've had a very special relationship but in you, that sense. And you repay her with hard work, don't you, basically, it sounds to me. Uh, yeah, you just try really hard. The countless car journeys that we've had where I've been worried about how I've played or, you know, she'll reassure me or I'm just so happy when we've won games. And But then there's been car journeys where, you know, I've been crying because we didn't quite make it or get knocked out of tournaments. So I think it was amazing to win last year it would just be a nev- it would be a moment I'll never ever forget so but you know when we won the indoor national finals last year I just remember running up to her and we just gave each other the biggest hug and we just cried um, <laughs> all those tears over the years just it was all worth it so I don't think I've ever been such an emotional wreck <laughs> so um so tell us a bit about that day then Sarah Yes, it, I think Mr. Wood spoke about it really well in his podcast, but I just, the belief that we had in each other was absolutely unreal. Like, I've never been in a team where we've known exactly how each other played. So I think in the final game, everyone knew that sort of my thing as a right defender was to slide the ball down the line first time um, off the board. And either Nina would be there or one of the forwards would always be there. And it was those sort of roles. So like Triggs, for example, when she got the ball, she would play the ball straight through the middle or off the left board. We knew where each other wanted to pass the ball. And I think we were the only team there that played that well as a team. We didn't rely on, I mean, obviously we relied on Nina and Sophie um, to score and make the saves. But we played as a team. It was good detail in the coaching. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't rely on one person to go and do it themselves. We were as a unit and we stayed as a unit for the whole weekend. And the feeling at the end of it, I I just can't even describe it to this day, but it's a memory that will stay with me forever. 
Very good. special day. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it will it, the legacy of that memory will last long down the corridors of Trent College. Yeah, so well done yeah. for being a major part. Yeah, of it. thank you. I mean, I think my most <laughs> this can sound awful, but we went for a team McDonald's afterwards. And we were just so happy and we'd all got our medals on and everyone in the McDonald's was asking, oh, you know, what have you won? And um, I'd finally stopped crying and I was about to go home with mum and, you know, I was saying bye to everyone. And I remember Nina's dad going, oh, Sarah, have you stopped crying now? Yeah. And I just stood there and broke down in the middle of McDonald's again. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't believe it. And walking into school the next week just was one of the best feelings ever. So my tutor, Dr. Johnson, had printed off pictures of the team and put them all around the history department she'd written on the whiteboard like congrats girls and everyone knew that we'd won something so special like even people who didn't play high level sport around school and all the staff like oh well done and it was just it was so special it was it it seemed like it was a team effort but a whole Trent College and the Elms community team effort by the absolutely yeah yeah and you will always be a national champion Always. Always, yeah. You know, they can't they'll never take that away. So well done. Um so what's what happens next, Sarah? So you're you're finishing obviously school over the coming weeks and then what? So fingers crossed, I'm heading off to the University of Birmingham next year to study biomedical material science. Wow. Um yes, I'm really, really excited about that. Fingers crossed the teachers give me the grades that I would like. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've um, done the work. Yeah, absolutely. And so and then fingers crossed so I was supposed to be playing my first game for the England under 21 side it was like a training day um before the coronavirus happened so I didn't get to make my debut so but I have got an email of reassurance that I will get my debut and will get further assessment so hopefully I get to stay in that program just um, gotta keep working out career yeah um, of course so I mean the hockey level as well at Birmingham's amazing they're in the premiership so I'll still be playing really high level hockey hopefully. okay so how will that work then in terms of your who will you play for so I will play for the university side um, so I'll play as a club there and in books every Wednesday so they I think they're in the books premiership league as well so I'll be playing really high level hockey and I know some of the girls there are already in the EDP setup so it's really nice for me to be around them a bit more as well yeah well the uh, my um, I mean this is as an aside my wife plays netball there on a Monday night at the university yeah. and the facilities are superb aren't they they really Absolutely. are superb yeah and I think um, they're going to resurface the two hockey pitches as well for um the commonwealth games i think the 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 age of the hockey pitch has to be less than two years or something for a big championship like that so we've got to bed the pitch down before the commonwealth games which which will be pretty cool yeah great okay great uh right well done sarah we're almost there um just a couple of things to finish uh so three words to describe the trent sport culture i would say community because i think that some something that's really special with transport is no matter what sport you play um we always want the best for each other so you know the cricket last year was amazing our hockey the tennis so that's something that's really nice we're all dead proud of each other um no matter what age or sport and then i'd say smiles everyone always just has a smile on their face thursday afternoon game sessions sun is shining everyone's just so happy even with miss farrant's fitness sessions uh yeah 
Yeah, I'm still smiling. I wasn't smiling, yeah, jeepers. I was not smiling during that. But um, sorry, Karen. And then finally, I'd say inspiring. Just there's so many amazing staff, pupils that inspire you every day. I think Mr Wood and Mr Randall always say, get the ball, run down the pitch and whack it in the net. And it's that simple. Sport is that simple if you make it that simple. So I'll always take that with me when I go forward. But yeah, just inspiring. Yeah, great. Um, So you're going to a dinner party and you're allowed to bring three people from the sporting world, who do you invite? Um, the first one that comes to mind is Phil Tufnell. He just makes me laugh. <laughs> Phil Tufnell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would just love to sit there listening to his stories and he would just make me laugh the whole night. Um, the second one, I'd say, so my favourite hockey player is from Holland. She's called Ellen Hogue. Okay. Um, so she's played in the national squad for years now, but retired, so... I think her experiences of playing hockey in Holland would just be fascinating because they obviously play at a much greater level than we do over here. Right. So definitely her. And then finally, I'd say um, Jess Ennis-Hill, I think. Oh, what a ledge. She's just so humble and works so hard for everything that she's achieved. And I think I could take a lot of lessons from her. Yeah, superstars, and she Jess. What a great role yeah. model. Um, okay, finally, some one-worders. So I'm going to okay. fire a word at you. You have to respond with the first word, thought that comes into your head. One word. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Family. Everything. Hockey. Life. <laughs> Wood. Absolute legend. That's two words. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's pretty um, hard to describe <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Nationals. Memories. Um, Beeston. Every day. <laughs> Spend my Randall. life there. Chuckle, chuckles. Yeah, Chuckle Brother. <laughs> and Trent College. Home. Right, super stuff. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you very much for coming on the pod today. Um, fingers crossed, as we get released out of lockdown, we'll be able to catch up prior to you um going on to university etc but i'm sure you'll keep in in contact and um, i really hope we see each other very soon cool thank you so much for having me no problem take care sarah thank you bye thank you to sarah coming on the pod today uh what a mature young lady she obviously knows what she wants she's got very very strong leadership skills you can see that just when she talks she's passionate about sport she's passionate about the school um, and i'm sure she'll take with her all those virtues that she's learned at the college um, and be a very very successful young lady she talked about having high expectations understanding all her players especially when she's captain and their emotional needs She appreciated the break and she utilised the break being injured. Uh, It just shows, I guess, this lockdown time, um, making the most of that sort of downtime to refocus, reset. Um, Passionate. Uh, She talked about the stress and the pressure and how she changed her mindset from uh, possibly a more negative mindset through to that positive focus on enjoyment, focus on what she can control. Uh, And that inevitably has led to her performing better because she's calmer under pressure. Um, planning was a really it seems to be a really important part of her life obviously with the academic side of the school 
the sport inside of the school plus her outside of school sport making sure the plans are in place so that sense of calm um, becomes really important when she talked about the transport culture talked about the community how everybody seems to be in it together and equally people are proud of each other and their um, achievements smiles inspiring uh, and most of all she feels that Trent College is home Uh, I do hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Sarah today she's she's a super girl she's a super talent uh, and we wish her all the very best Uh, as she moves through to university and her onward journey. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed that pod. Um, We'll be back again podding very, very shortly. Bye for now.